0: For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Long, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. everyone. Today we have Avery Acanini joining us. She is the president of Vayner3. Welcome, Avery. We're so, so excited to have you today. Um, Can you start just telling us a little bit about who you are, Web2, Avery versus Web3,
1: and uh, how you got to where you are today? Sure thing. Thank you so much for having me, Carly. I've been a long admirer of you. I know we're friends on social platforms, so it's really nice to be here with you and your listeners. I love how you got started with this podcast. Um, listeners, I'm Avery. I run Vayner3, which is a Web3 consulting firm um, under the VaynerX umbrella. So how I got started in all this is I've been working with Gary Vee for the last several years. Um, I spent my early career at Target and Google working in marketing and you know, sort of participating in the digital marketing ecosystem, which was really, really fun. Um, you know, Being in San Francisco during the sort of tech boom was wild and fun and You know, over the last uh, decade plus, um, I've had the opportunity to work with incredible brands all across the world, um, from Google to helping to start Vayner's office in APAC, which is headquartered in Singapore, but with offices in Bangkok and Tokyo and Sydney and Hong Kong. Um, You know, digital marketing is really something I'm passionate about. And I got started in this world of Web3 because during the pandemic, we were all sitting at home looking for the next big thing, spending way too much time on Clubhouse. And, you know, along came NFTs. and, And Gary was really interested in this as, like, the next iteration of consumer behavior. And so our team just spent time listening and learning and tuning into podcasts and watching YouTube videos and talking to OGs and trying to get, like, WTF was happening in this world. And we started to wrap our heads around it and you know, then started to actually uh, put strategy behind how we were going to roll out um, our approach to NFTs at Vayner. You know, Gary launched VeeFriends in May of 2021. We launched Vayner NFT in July, and we've been off to the races since then. Vayner Three actually was the evolution of Vayner NFT, um, and we changed the name a couple weeks ago just to sort of better suit the real opportunity and the real work that we're doing, which in this super ever-evolving space um, has expanded quite a bit in the past year. So I'm honored to be here with you and and chat about all things Web3.
0: I love that. Do you feel like Web3 encompasses NFTs and DAOs and Metaverse and and kind of all of that? Um, Is that kind of the overarching, I guess, bridge, if you will?
1: Exactly. I think that for us, Web3 and really Web 2.5, which is kind of the blurring between like Web2, where we've been, and Web3, where we're going, Um, includes NFTs, includes metaverses, includes cryptocurrency, includes blockchain applications, and so many more things that we've probably yet to discover. I think we were right a year ago to go really like one inch wide, but a mile deep on NFTs. Because that was the first thing that people, consumers could really wrap their heads around. Brands could wrap their heads around. People were like, okay, I understand this because it's like a digital collectible. And then now we can sort of open the aperture and say, yes, it's a digital collectible, but there's so much more in this wonderful world of Web3. This is like really just scratching the surface.
0: I love that so much. It sounds like you guys are really navigating and leading this uncharted territory. Like you said, there's a lot that we might not have even uncovered yet. Um, and I know being the president, you you have a huge team under you of web3 folks, blockchain believers. What is it like leading a team? I know you yourself has, it seems like, kind of followed your curiosities and allowed them to come through in your work. Um, how, how is it leading a team in this space and then also with the doubters and kind of critics that there currently are?
1: So I'm fortunate to be able to be surrounded by some of the best thinkers in the space, and most of them I actually met um, through social media. Um, it's so weird to say that I recruit on Twitter, but that is honestly true these days, As I meet a lot of people who um, I think are really brilliant and have great perspective, and I've been able to bring those folks into our organization. Some of our OGs, like CryptoNovo, have um, you know helped us also find more people who are really passionate about spreading the good word about Web3. Um, And I think that with that, we're able to hire from within the community. And that really helps us have a pulse on where we've been, but also where we're going. Um, So we like to think that exactly like you said, um, that we're leading the way and helping enterprises navigate um, what Web3 has to offer. But on the same token, we know that we can't do it alone. And at Vayner, we spend a lot of time investing in relationships with partners who are building out really cool things. Everything from, you know, new new startups that Gary's investing in to partners that we're working with, whether they're artists or developers or, you know, infrastructure builders um, in the world of Web3 and then matching them up with enterprise brands who can, one, pay them for their services and, two, help um, find more scalable applications of what they're building has been really cool. Uh, So that's how we stay on top of it, is hiring from within the community, getting the best thinkers, and also really always building a network, doing things like this, um, connecting with different communities. Um, You know, VCon was an awesome opportunity for us to bring quite a few uh, amazing folks together, and we're really excited for what that will look like in the future as well.
0: I love that. You're you're working with these leading enterprises, like you said, and so getting them to adopt the, the aspects of Web3, NFTs, are they feeling like it's still really risky? Have you at any point felt yeah. like you had to navigate risk for people who might be thinking about jumping into the space, but they're like, I don't know. What yeah. would you tell, tell them about how to what to do with those feelings?
1: You know, we're today um, is... August 3rd and the Solana um, situation where 8 million wallets were drained is, is going on right now. So I think about this every single day. Um, I do think that there's a good amount of risk associated with the very early days of any new technology. And the same is true of NFTs, the same is true of Web3, particularly when you infuse a lot of speculative investments. I think there's a difference between a collector and an investor. And a lot of the project founders today are thinking that they are building collections but a lot of people buying them are thinking that they're investments and that creates um uh the wrong balance of expectation and i think over the last 18 months we've seen some really pricing that just got ridiculous multi-million dollar jpegs um for pfps and you know the nature of collectibles is inherently illogical right um It's it's something that's built around like cult of personality or or, um, social signaling or whatever it is that makes someone want to spend a thousand dollars on a on a PFP, Um, excuse me, a million dollars on a PFP or a thousand because a thousand dollars is still a lot of money. So I think that there is a lot of risk associated with entering the NFT space if you are an enterprise, because you need to know what you're doing. The blockchain is forever. You can't just delete a tweet because like that you don't like anymore in a few months. Um, and we spend a lot of time, honestly, cautioning our partners to really think through what they're doing. It's not about moving, the, being the first mover at this point. It's about being the best mover and doing something that adds value to your community, adds value to your brand, um, and is win-win. And I think one of the best ways to de-risk it is to take out commercialization. When you take out money, things become a lot easier. It's hard for, you know crypto Twitter to FUD a free mint that takes zero royalties. So, you know, at that point, it can really, you can take yourself out of that era of being perceived as a cash grab and really into a value creator. Um, And I think that's a good place for a lot of brands to be or find ways that link to philanthropy, to giving back to their loyalty programs. So yes, risk assessment is a huge thing that we think about. We have a whole like team dedicated to that. Um, But it doesn't have to be risky. And I think if you take money out of it, it de-risks a lot.
0: That's awesome. What are some of the ways I know you guys look a lot at consumer behavior? So, how people will be using the different Web3 products or projects that brands are offering. Um, what is either the most common ways that you think we'll see it in the next like five years or the craziest, most
1: far out idea you have? <laughs> I think most common everybody talks about gaming, but it makes sense. Like there's a hundred million people per day, plus gaming and in these digital environments, which just makes a lot of sense for gaming. I think ticketing is another one that just really clicks. And, you know, having seen the VCon experience very, very firsthand, I think that that's a use case that will be leveraged quite a bit. Um, Those are probably the two most, like, I, I see it super clearly. The ones that are the most far out are really having your digital wallet be your social like identity that you bring with you everywhere that you can log into your building with that you know i think about clear and even like 10 years ago if like they're gonna scan your eye and they like let you in and like <laughs> that's crazy but like in the future can you just tap your wallet and like it knows who you are and like lets you through and knows where you're going and knows where you've been and you know i think that so, i've been reading a lot today about uh, what binance is doing with sold bound um nfts and i've been thinking about that a lot is linked to your identity. And and the company that releases those and rolls them out successfully really has to be beyond reproach. But I think that uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff that's going to happen as digital wallets really become a a huge representative for individuals.
0: That's awesome. Is there a part of Web3 and NFTs that most excites you? Or is it kind of every day is different because there's always a new innovation?
1: Well, every day is different and there always is a new innovation. But the thing that I've been mulling on um, over the past like year is really that web three is going to unlock the next era of the internet, which will not be powered by ads. If we think about the entire ecosystem and the economy of web two, it was very much built um, around the duopoly and around um, advertising advertising monetizing uh, user data. And I think the next iteration of the internet is going to be built with more equitable economics in mind, and that makes me really excited.
0: That is awesome. I I feel like that has a huge tie to the kind of communities that are being built in Web3 versus those that currently exist on what we know as social media and Web2. You guys yourself have amazing communities. That's really what VCon was. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit about just like the community you're building in Web3 and what you've seen and how how it compares either for the better or the worse or what needs to be improved upon to make it better. In yeah.
1: So I'll say that the vFriends community has a really heavy over, there's a- multiple communities within the Vayner ecosystem. First, we'll start with Gary's community. So Gary has, you know, 100 million followers across all of his different social accounts, whether it's his YouTube or his TikTok or his LinkedIn, he actually has different audiences across each of those platforms already that tune into his content. And, you know, he has this team, which is led by this awesome guy called astir Um, and that team basically creates content that people that's like relevant for TikTok, that's relevant for LinkedIn. LinkedIn might be like, hey, leaders, this is how you treat your employees, and TikTok might be like funny things that Gary's doing. Um, so you know, different sort of content that matches the context of the platform. and um, so there's Gary's audiences, which are separated by platform, which is a whole thing about web two, right? Is the audiences have to be separated, which is different in web three. Then there's a VFriends community, which includes some people who have been long fans and followers of Gary. And it also includes people who are really like NFT enthusiasts. Um, So I think that there's a nice, interesting mix there. And that was the audience who primarily attended VCon, though, you know, technically anyone could buy a ticket on the secondary market um, from what was airdropped to those folks' wallets. And then the Vayner 3 community is a little bit different. Most of our community is either like people who are really into the NFT. Space or marketers, we've got a lot of marketers in our following base. You know, brands, um, brand marketing managers, CMOS, those kind of folks who like to follow and see the work that we're doing. And we put out a lot more like white papers and more sort of B two B oriented materials versus V friends, which is all about sort of celebrating the characters and being motivational and being a little bit more of a you know B two C brand. Um, that's intended to sort of inspire individual consumers versus what we put out as Vener 3 is more enterprise level stuff of this is how you could use a DAO, um, this is why your organization should consider POAPs, stuff like that.
0: I love that. I, one of the biggest things that I feel like is is paramount to continuing to build these communities in Web3 is education. Um, and I know you guys do a ton. I've seen different events that vFriends do just explaining like, yeah. what is this wallet? How do you get this? Is there anything that's like the, the biggest one or two things that we need to demystify about the space for people
1: who are new to it? I think... Um... The biggest thing for people who are new to it, who are putting in their first, first like real investment or first big piece, is getting cold wallet. I actually want to give Ledger a shout out. Um, they've been really phenomenal partners. There was at VCon a special Ledger that was between V friends and Ledger, and I think that thought that was awesome. I think, uh, you know, getting new entrance to the space used to the idea of cold storage is super important from an educational perspective. Because a lot of times the people who click bad links and stuff are newbies and that just hurts you the most. Uh, they just got onboarded, they bought a vFriend or they bought you know, a doodle or they bought something they're really proud of and they get swiped because they clicked a link in Discord. Just really like not good. So um, I think that the ledger at least adds an additional step that helps prevent that. So I think cold storage is one of the biggest things that not necessarily needs to be demystified, but needs to be emphasized as really critical. Um, if you've got if you're holding up a, a bag of NFTs, and the second thing is just um limited complexity. I think people who just want to participate and don't necessarily want to, you they don't want to spend, they don't want to buy a vprint or a doodle, they just want to sort of play and participate. is also making it easy for those folks to get on board. And I think folks, you know, companies like MoonPay or making it easier for you to pay with credit card, which is really exciting. And I always tell that to people who are like, I don't have crypto, it's like, no worries, you can use a credit card, here's how you do it. So I think that's another sort of myth we have to bust. That's awesome.
0: Well, final question. I'm curious about you. What have you learned about yourself on this journey? You've been in this world for a while now. I know a lot of people are posting on LinkedIn like every day, just like things that they kind of uncover about themselves because it it is so new. Um, And there's so many projects that they hadn't even thought of before. You're constantly using your imagination. So are there a few things that you've noticed as major takeaways for you, like either personally or professionally?
1: Yeah, I think, for me personally i've just learned so much um and the lesson there is that even if you whether you are the most junior or the most senior person in a company everybody has to learn and you have to get hands-on to really understand there are so many people on linkedin who are posting about things that they have no idea what they are saying and that level of actually knowing yourself does matter uh, and it becomes very clear whenever you have a conversation with someone of like, oh, you said this, why did you have that perspective? And they don't really exactly know um, where, how it all works. So I think knowing how it all works and being hands on and getting your hands dirty, as Gary likes to say, in the dirt, that's really important. And I think that's really been key to um, to how we built the company over the past year is getting really hands on. The second key takeaway is theory of abundance. Everyone is always sort of competing with themselves in Web3, but you realize like you're competing in an echo chamber that's tiny. The real opportunity is all the stuff that's outside of Web3. It's not who has the most, you know, the highest floor price within Web3. It's who can bring in the most new people to help, like, you know, rise the tide that will lift all boats. So theory of abundance, I think, is really important. And I think we've hit that at Vayner. We try to stay really positive, and I think that positivity um, really radiates within our organization and to our partners. It's like, you know, we're learning things. We're not always perfect, um, and a lot of the things that we're doing have never been done before. So that means there are hiccups along the way. What well, through is actually very hard. And, you know, we have this analogy we talk about a lot within Painter Three, which is, you know, our main role is to like write cookbooks, is to sort of share. This is how you do it. This is what works. Here's a picture of a great one. Here's the seven steps to doing it. But then occasionally we're also actually activating programs as well. And we also have to be a great chef. We have to be a great chef, whether we're making a blueberry muffin or you know a steak tartare. So I always t- challenge our team that we need to be the best at writing cookbooks, but also if we're making a meal, it needs to be damn good. Um, and that's something that we think about a lot because you know everybody on crypto twitter and on discord is a food critic so there are not that many chefs there are very few cookbook writers but there's a lot of people who like to eat and there are a lot of people who have opinions and i guess the third takeaway would lead into you have to have a thick skin in order to succeed in something new when you're really out front in an industry you're going to get people who love what you're doing and you're going to get people who really don't like what you're doing and you're going to hear both sides so you need to almost like have your blinders on to really Focus in on what you're trying to do and not be distracted by the noise, which could mean praise or it could mean criticism. But focus in on your mission and doing, you know, the right thing. Um, and I think it'll play out in the end. So those are my kind of three takeaways of what I've learned personally and professionally and working in Web three.
0: I love it, and we love what you're doing. We want to encourage our listeners to follow along what you're doing, both you personally and the positive real talk at Vayner. Um, so w- where should they go and connect?
1: at Vayner3, at VFriends, and I'll give a shout out for our friends at one thirty seven p.m. All these three are great um, groups to follow. Of course, uh, you should also follow at V and at Avery Acanini, which is me. Um, We'd love to share what we're up to and see if we could ever be a help to you and your listeners, Carly.
0: Awesome, thank you so much, Avery. That was so amazing, thank you. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things, and definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at Carly by Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3, and you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you, and we look forward to our next episode.